For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm joined as always by John the Brain Sheeran. And John, this is your time to take the victory lap and say, I told you so about Jonah Williams. He would be back. And Yeah, maybe, but I was told that I was told that, that wasn't really a question, which is odd because I feel like we talked about it and people have asked that as a question, but moving forward. Yeah. I mean, John, here's the thing with Jonah Williams. From from what I've seen he would have been okay with this whole situation. It was the communication part. And he said, look, I shouldn't have to hear that I've been quote unquote demoted, basically just moving over a few feet over to the right, but been demoted through Apple News. I shouldn't have to hear, maybe, maybe Fox News or something, but why Apple News? And so let me play the quote for the fans out there. The main issue for me was the way that I found out, the way the communication happened, because I'm sitting on my couch, you know, my fiance's 40 weeks pregnant, her due date was in, I want to say like three days, and, um, you know, I'm rehabbing my knee and all that stuff, and, you know, I found out that we signed Orlando on my phone on Apple News, and I actually had a teammate text me before, and he was like, hey, have the Bengals talked to you? And I was like, uh, no, I don't, you know, have a good one. You know, I didn't know what he meant, and so I, I found out on Apple News. And so then, you know, the following day, my agent was calling the front office, trying to get a hold of someone. And, and he just never got a hold of anyone. And no one, no one responded to us. And I just didn't know what was going on. And I just wanted to, to hear it from them. And, you know, the, the frustrating thing is that I still haven't heard anything back. We had a request to trade via text. Yeah, John, I mean, they ghosted him. Basically, they found, John, they found a new piece of... I don't, I don't know, you know, a, a juicier, a, let's say younger player. And Jonah is old news. That's what happened. They forgot to, to keep in touch with him. Te technically, they found an older player. Um, but I, I understand the, I understand the uh, angle. He's bigger. He's bigger. Definitely he's bigger. He's taller. He's got a ni nicer butt, you know, nicer, more massive. Now you get it. Area. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Daddy, do 
Do you, you ever notice when people like think in terms of like, like true black and white, like they don't see like the gray in a lot of situations. You ever, you ever feel like it's just one, one extreme versus the other extreme and there's no like, there's no middle ground. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Cause I, cause I feel like that was, that's mainly been the Jonah Williams dialogue and I don't think it's necessarily been fair because I just want to say this. I don't think the team was ever obligated to tell Jonah Williams that they were trying to sign Orlando Brown or at that moment, they weren't obligated to tell Jonah Williams that they did sign Orlando Brown. And that, that's completely fair. Like this team benched Andy Dalton, who had been starting for them for nine years on his birthday, right before the trade deadline. And he clearly didn't take it well. Like, like the team is under no obligation to do anything that is in the player's best interest when they're just trying to make the team better. But the opposite yeah. is also true. Like Jonah Williams is totally free to pursue whatever he feels is best for him. And considering how much it meant to him that, that they didn't communicate with that, he decided that, Hey, I want to see what I'm worth. I want to see if another team wants to play me at left tackle because like this clearly has affected me. And that was the main thing that affected him. But him making that decision at that moment doesn't mean that he hates the Bengals. It doesn't mean no. that he hates this team. Like, but that, but that's been the perception, man. That's been well, the narrative John, that's been pestering. And I'm John. I, I, I think it's ridiculous. I would say this: He doesn't hate Zach Taylor. He doesn't hate the coaches. He doesn't hate the other players. But he does seem to hate the front office. I, I felt that if it were communicated, hey, you know, we we have the opportunity to sign this guy and we like him you know, we want you to bump over and play right tackle. I would have, you know, I would, it, it sucks. Like, it's, it would be hard to hear, but I think in a couple of days, I would have been like, okay, let's go, let's do it. And I just never, never got that, you know. So, you know, since then, I've talked to, I've talked to Coach Zach, I've talked to Frank, um, and, you know, that, that's given a little bit of clarity. But as far as the front office goes, it's just haven't had that conversation. Sorry to cut you off, John, but he is still hasn't had the conversation with the front office right. in months. And and, yeah. and I think that's that's the basis of why he's of, of like like again like they weren't under any obligation to tell him in that moment, but the fact that they haven't reached out to him at all is a little weird, especially considering like you always hear about how Joe Mixon has this great relationship with Mike Brown in the front office. Like like Mike Brown does care about his players. Like I, I've always believed that of him. He's definitely a player's owner if there ever is such a thing. So I don't know why there hasn't been if, if this is true, and I don't really know why Jonah would lie in this sense. Like he's back with the team. Well, like, I, like if he if he's proven to be wrong in this situation, it's a terrible look in his case on his part. So I don't believe him to be lying. So like I, I understand no. like his discomfort there. John, I think it's not the exact same, but somewhat similar to the Jesse Bates situation, where they just don't value the player the way the player values himself. And in this case, they're staying silent. They're not communicating with him because they, they don't want to start the negotiation at his price point. They are waiting to drive down his price or move on from him. That, that's what I think, John. I think they're just not interested in him as you know, the current market value that he has in his head. And I don't, I don't know if he has it around the league with those. John. His knee injuries, by the way, John, he was talking about his knee injuries. And he said they strapped his kneecap down. They strapped his kneecap down, John. Kinky. And no, but listen, that is. But and then he said it's gonna be way better than a hundred percent. How do you dislocate your kneecap? Then 
put it back on and it's better than 100%, way better than 100%. Only thing, only thing I've ever heard of like that, John, is when your hair falls out and you get hair plugs and they say they last you for life. I've never heard of losing a part of your body, putting it back in and having it firmer than before. Okay, firmer, yes, there are certain body parts. But yeah, John, go ahead. I, I, want, I want to reference an iconic moment of the show. It was the 2018 NFL draft preview. And Hoji was telling us about a player that I had never even heard of before, but it was Sky Moore. He was a linebacker out of like South Carolina or something. And Sky Moore, um, unfortunately, like suffered like a neck injury. And Hoji was telling me about how he's bionic now. Like they surgically like repaired his neck to the point. They fused, like, yeah. Yes, yeah. they fused his neck to, back to his body or like his head yeah. back to his body. And he's even better before. Like I, it might just, it might just think that a professional football player instead of a college football player going to one of the best doctors in the world doesn't even get the same level or even better treatment? Of course. Like, I, I, it might be more than 100% now. I don't get it. I don't get it. His kneecap, this look. But is John, is that, is that, I mean, I don't know what the dislocating your kneecap feels like or looks like, but it's been a, it's been a long rehab process. But what's funny, John, is that he said, you know, if we had gone to the Super Bowl, I think I could have played. And it, it how? Because he did know. play, he did technically play on a dislocated kneecap for most of the season. Now, yeah. I don't want to, I'm not a doctor, but I've been told that essentially when that happens, you, your kneecap is basically, uh, I believe it was Bengal Sands, Mike Santagata, who's, who equated to this. It's like a, it's like a little kid in a wave yeah. pool, just like kind of riding with the waves. Like you don't really know where you're going, but you're mm. in this, you're in this space. You're not really, you're not really strapped down to anything. Right. So he played with a loose dislocated, that's what, kind of what it means, a dislocated kneecap for most of the season. And then he dislocated his other kneecap and this ended up being worse. And he still wanted to fight through it. You cannot convince me that this guy doesn't care, that he doesn't work hard, that he doesn't give his all, that he doesn't want to be on this team, that he doesn't want to try his absolute best to make this team better. It's asinine. Well, Alan Jackson says he's an excuse giver. So that is being reported by Mr. Alan Jackson. And that he has to man up, John. That is I, I think that's exactly what that's he's doing. I don't think that's news, ever been yeah. I don't think that's ever been a question, Alan. Yeah. Well, you know what else is not a question is if he tried as long as he could, John. That's from Ken Hammock. He tried. But the thing with Jonah John, let's be honest, he has the heart of a great NFL tackle. He just doesn't have, let's say, the length. He doesn't have, I mean, there's a couple of things from his builds that we know he's always going to be an average tackle. And, hey, he was very positive, John, about making the move to the right side. And he said, he said that it's just going to take a few practices. I'm going to get it down. He praised Frank Pollock. He, he really believes he can do it. So that, that is good news, too. That, that, that was interesting to me because I, I do feel like it was... It was definitely incorrect on, on some of our parts to, to think that that, like, I don't think it was completely unfounded that that would have been part of the reason why he was upset, but he sees it in a good light. Like, yes, at the end of the day, there's there's 64 total starting jobs for offensive tackles in the NFL, and he sees it as a privilege to be comp competing for one. Now, it is yeah. true that the right tackle market is still lagging, unfortunately, behind the left tackle market, and that could be a reason why he could have been upset, but it doesn't seem like it was the main catalyst. It, it, it no. Ultimately, it was it was down to, hey, I know you didn't communicate with me before, but like, why is this still kind of up in the air now? It's still confusing. Yeah. I mean, like like we talked about on the show last time, it's as simple as, as this, John. 
just just you you go on the left i go on the right mm-hmm. but really i don't like being on the right i like being on the left but it's as simple as that you like being on the left i like being on the left it's actually a higher income mm. when you're on the left when you're the co-host on the left they pay you more yeah, yeah. but john let's be honest you said hey the bangers don't have that responsibility well to tell jonah about it ahead of time First of all, I'm confused. Why couldn't they just 25 minutes before they made it public? He's not going to go leak it. He's not going to demand a trade and hurt their leverage or anything. I mean, why not just text him? You know, that's what I, I don't mean, get. Yeah. To, to be honest, Stadio, when I heard that it happened, my mind didn't initially go to Jonah Williams because when they signed him, I think... I think a lot of us assumed that he was going to be the right tackle, but I think Orlando, been, yeah. Orlando was okay. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't remember if the initial report stated that he was going to play left tackle, but I think there was just a lot of excitement and a lot of awe that it was actually happening. That I don't think anyone really thought about Jonah Williams until yeah. the next day when maybe the high kind of dissipated. But then when it clicked, like, oh wait, I, I would imagine Jonah's not really feeling great about this, and then. Later that day, he requested a trade, or the, the trade see. request was announced. So, like, it, it's so yeah. so, put yourself in the team situation there, right? Their whole well, focus is to improve the team. Their focus isn't necessarily to make sure that Jonah Williams is feeling okay about this. Like, the priority is to get Orlando Brown. That's what it was. Well, but from Jonah's perspective, it was very clear to the front office what they were doing, and they're not going to pay sixteen million dollars a year for a right tackle. That's just. I don't know many teams that would do that. Definitely not the Cincinnati Bengals. They're only going to pay for an offensive line position if they feel like they're getting a great steal. And that would be Orlando Brown as left tackle at $16 million. But, but whatever, whatever is going on, John, look, this is a different era. This is not the Cincinnati Bengals or the Marvin Lewis and Mike Brown as the final shot caller. This is a different era. I don't know if it's Zach Taylor putting pressure on the front of us. I don't know if it's... Troy Blackburn, Katie Blackburn, whoever is running the show. But like you said, they benched Andy Dalton on his birthday. And they didn't tell him in advance. And there's a rumor, John, that they actually sent him a decorative bench and said, happy mm-hmm. birthday. And he's, what is this? And they say, yeah, you're not there starting QB anymore. I mean, it's, it's very funny, but it's a little bit cruel. And they are all about just business and getting results. And... It's a very Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft approach to building a contender. Well, I would imagine so they a, didn't even give yeah. him the gift receipt for that. You know, I imagine Mike Brown kind of just swallowed that. Well, he supposedly, according to the report, he bought it from St. Vincent de Paul, mm-hmm. the, the, yeah, the charity shop. Because the real benches, they're actually upwards of $50. But, John, yeah, it's, it's different. It's different. On the one hand, I like it. I like that the Cincinnati Bengals are ruthless that they they really john it's not just these these two moves it's carlos dunlap it's you know all these other guys that they that that just kind of their careers ended a little bit bitter fashion right think about did they cut giovanni bernard john i think they, they did they they did not they or yeah they did because they, they offered did. yeah they offered him a pay cut which yeah they <laughs> they basically said hey take this pay cut or you're, or you're going to get yeah cut. and then they threatened Joe Mixon, in a way, they said, you know, we're not sure if he's our... I mean, they've been thinking about... And Joe Mixon is so beloved by both the fan base and the front office. But 
that's just the way they operate now. And, and, and part of it, John, look, to be fair, part of it is we have so many elite players that we have to keep. But it's a different attitude. And, and, and just to contrast that, like Jonah did, the front office, let's say, with maybe the coaches, but definitely the players, as we saw Joe Burrow talk about in this clip, how much these guys love each other. I mean, we all talk about the, the chemistry we have in the locker room and, and the team unity, and that's just part of it. And that's, I think, why we've had a lot of success here is because guys, guys love each other in that locker room. And, and that's not, that's, that's real love, true love that, that you have for your teammates. John, yeah, yeah, true I, love. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point because if anyone understands the business, it's definitely Joe Burrow. Like he's going to understand the business a lot in the coming months when he gets pretty much all of it in the form of a contract. But I think you hit the you hit on a good point. You do feel a little conflicted because yes, the team is making decisions that's best for them, but also at the same time, it doesn't mean that you know every story or every career ends the way that you want it to. And that's okay. It's okay to feel conflicted. It's okay to feel a little bit mixed about uh, how things kind of turn out. Like it, a, it, it's a business for a reason and it's a business for the players, right? The players have their own prerogative and have their own right to make the best business decision for themselves. That's why Jesse Bates sat out all of offseason last year to just preserve himself so that he can perform well in a contract year. And then he balled out in a contract year and then he got a, a nice contract that he deserved. Like that the team has every right to do these things the way that they want to, and the players have every right to react the way that they want to because they understand that this is the business and the business side just goes both ways. Neither, neither side has to be the bad guy here. Yeah. Well, you said Joe Burrow knows a lot about the business. That made me think, what if, what if the true love statement was his way of winning Jonah back, bringing him back from the dead of the, the, the kneecaps and also not wanting to play for the Bengals because it reminds me, John, of a very classic clip from a classic What's movie. What's so important? What you got here, that's worth living for. What's, what's so important? Yeah. So that, John, that there was, I think, Joe Burrow bringing that you see the bringing the the the, the yes the dead jonah williams with his love and and burrow look he's very charismatic the players love him so i think with a leader like that we could see jonah williams back giving us his art his, his his best effort and he said actually he said john he said i am grinding my ass off excuse the language what does that mean to you? Grinding your ass off, John. It means a lot of things, actually. Okay. Want, okay. Yeah. okay. Let's go. How many definitions all of them. do you want? Five. We have time okay. for five. Okay. So number one, I think, is what he meant, which is working really hard, right? And so you're working so hard that. Where what is he grinding is, it against when he's working hard? Well, mainly I think it's his shorts. Like that's the only like you don't want anyone anything else touching your butt when you're an offensive lineman other than just okay. what's covering your okay. butt. So it's chafing his his butt off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So okay. Like okay. There, there, there's there's the great uh, extortion of your physical being. That's one grinding your ass off. In another sense, could be there's yeah. someone behind you. Someone. And okay. There's there's might be some physical contact, and in, in that case, you're okay. not really playing offensive line. Um, no. You're 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 towing a line that may be offensive. Right. Okay. But it's not. It's not the same thing. You want to keep going? 
that's too yeah we can we can we can stop there okay I, I think i think i see where you're going with it but it's very interesting we should ask jonah what he really meant i think he would love that question okay john i want to move on to joe burrow talking about patrick mahomes and look patrick mahomes is considered by many people to be the best quarterback in the nfl let's just be honest a lot, lot of people think that a lot of puppets people no no but people in kansas city would think that patrick mahomes is the best i would guess maybe maybe other people too but joe burrow doesn't believe that you know that john joe burrow doesn't believe that patrick mahomes is the greatest quarterback in the nfl so why is he saying this why does he say well why? until someone why knocks him off that? why no really no really because john Joe Burrow is three and one against Patrick Mahomes. And Joe Burrow almost beat Patrick Mahomes a second time to go to the second Super Bowl despite playing behind, let's be honest, the worst offensive line in the entire playoffs. So Joe Burrow is capable of superhuman things, whereas Patrick Mahomes is fantastic at running Andy Reid's offense. So why is he saying this, John? Is it because he couldn't get Mahomes on the Madden cover and he needs to jinx him somehow to beat him next playoffs? Is he trying to soften him up so that Mahomes doesn't have an edge next time they play? What is he doing? Have you ever heard anything that Patrick Mahomes has said about Joe Burrow? Just out of curiosity. Well, I did see a commercial where they were talking about the greatest ever or something and then and then he said, is this a trick question? Implying that he's the greatest ever. I just saw that commercial. Mm. I, I've heard nothing but absolute respect come out of Patrick Mahomes' mouth. Did he say, did he say Burr is the greatest? Did he say he's the no, greatest? No, he was never asked that question. So I don't think he would have ever thought. What to do you think he would say? Um, I don't know what he would say. Um, I don't speak say, for Patrick Mahomes. But He would not say Joe Burr is the greatest. So this could be a two-way battle of trying to just play mind games with one another, or it could yes. just be these two people have just inordinate amounts of respect for each other. No, and, no very, and very Patrick nice. Mahomes is 27 years old with two MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs, and two Super Bowl trophies, and Joe Burrow is capable of doing all that, but he hasn't done that yet. So I don't know. You tell yeah, me. I feel like this is just another opportunity for John to say that Patrick Mahomes is better than Joe Burrow. Which is an unacceptable opinion. Is it that hot? Is it that hot of a take, though? Is it that hot of a take? On this show, yes. Yeah. John, next, I want you to break down the Stefan Diggs situation. Stefan Diggs was, he had great chemistry with Josh Allen. These guys loved each other. And then they played the Cincinnati, Bill, Cincinnati Bengals. Not the Cincinnati Bills. Not the Cincinnati Bills. Well, you can call them the Cincinnati Bills because the Bengals Only? handed the Bills, well, they do, but they also handed the Bills a non-loss in the regular season. But when they finally had to play each other for a full game, the Bengals wiped the floor with them. And Josh Allen had maybe his worst game of the season, John, considering the circumstance. And Stefan Diggs was not happy. And now... Stefan Diggs refuses to play football. It's so odd. Like, I don't know if this is like an injury thing or if he's actually just still buttered about the team. 
because he was visibly upset during that game and after that he's game. grinding too much yeah go which ahead. is cr- like i mean neil apple was, doesn't have a job and neil apple i guess effectively ended stefan diggs's relationship with the bills even though he was just paid a massive four-year deal just last offseason like again the the contract is not an issue being on a contender with a top three quarterback that's not an issue i don't really know what it is other than the fact that he's still upset with the team or he's dealing with this mysterious injury that's preventing him from participating in camp it's one of the two well, John, I do believe that he is not he's not happy with Josh Allen's dedication to the game. That's what I've learned. That's what I've kind of gathered. And he knows to beat Mahomes and Burrow, well, Josh Allen has to take that next step. And I'm not like, look, I know Josh Allen is a highlight reel. I know his stats, whatever, all that. But let's be honest. He just he hasn't put it all together in the playoffs yet. Josh Allen? Well, I mean, look, in that Chiefs game last year, John. He was amazing in that Chiefs game. (laughs) The last five minutes, right? They went like 30-something minutes, barely a scoring. Yeah, but he's still still statistically one of the best playoff quarterbacks that we've seen. It just hasn't always resulted in wins, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, against the Bengals, they were playing at home, and he was playing as scared. He really was, John. They 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 were game. they were acting like they are the Miami Dolphins playing in the snow for the first time, in a, in a strange environment. That's what they were acting like. Lou Anarumo was completely in their heads. It was crazy. Well, and it's, yeah, it, 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 just going back to that game, if we, if we can, like the Bills' offense, despite operating and practicing in Buffalo, it's not necessarily built for those conditions because they are more pass happy than the Bengals, and very few teams are more pass happy. Than the Bengals, they spread it out like crazy, and they try to throw it all over the field. And they just brought that same game plan in an environment where they probably needed to pivot, just like the Bengals pivoted. Like they had a great game of Joe Burrow was was line. Joe Burrow was throwing rainbows. Joe Burrow was was spraying the ball all over the field. It wasn't completely the same. But he, yeah, because he was doing it with his mind. He he was anticipating where guys are going to be. It was brilliant. It was like he's a brilliant mathematician. He, de- he, was, he definitely yeah. looked more comfortable playing in those conditions, but yeah. I think the and Bengals offense definitely field. adjusted better as well. The ball was going downfield, John. It was going to our tight end. I don't remember his name. He's not with the team anymore. It, it wasn't, was going it wasn't to, that much, though. Like It was like, It was two or three really big plays that got us up by, by double-digit points early, and that was the game. I mean, we just we just we took control. The, our lines, both we, we dominated the trenches after that. Because We're saying we the same thing, though. Like, yeah. Diggs was clearly frustrated that the plan wasn't yeah. similar to what the Bengals was. You know what I'm saying? I think the he was Bengals frustrated with Josh Allen's decision-making and his looking like a deer in the headlights. That's what I think. But we'll see. I hope that they keep that tandem together because I would love to beat them again and again. It would be great. Really. I, I get sick of it every year. It's the big, flashy new quarterback, you know, and Joe Burrow is not getting the same kind of love from, from players and fans. All right, John. Look, in case you didn't know, John writes for A to Z Sports. And he is putting out, we were just talking about it, he's putting out about eight articles a day. Some of the best content you'll find online. And you definitely want to go to a to zsportscom slash Cincinnati and read John's stuff. And also, you want to support the show. Let me tell, let me tell the fans something, John. A little bit of the insider information. Hopefully, they don't 
let the, the word get out. But we are working on getting a former Bengal to be on the show permanently. I can't reveal his name. I can't tell you what position he played. And I can't tell you how many Pro Bowls he's been to. But, John, this is very exciting. And we're getting close. First I've heard but, of this. This is crazy. Well, but to do so, you know, we're going to need a lot more money from you. So you can go to patreon.com slash Sports. The link is in the description as well. And you can support the show and help us land a permanent co-host from the former Bengals family. John, anything else? Any final word? No, I think we covered it. Okay. And with that, don't forget to turn on subscription and give a thumbs up yeah, for the notifications. Go. Yeah. And follow John on Twitter. And don't forget to check back next week. We're going to have an audio episode. We'll see you next time. So long. Sweetie. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube